This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. For all things, for all things KC, for everything Chiefs, it's always, it's always game day in Kansas City. Now, here's your host, Kayla Kinnearum and Cody Tapp. Hey there, welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review wherever you get your podcast. I am your host, Kayla Kinnearum. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and our producer, Nick Schwartz. Both guys in Arizona. Got the side by side again, guys. Tell me everything that's going on. What's the four one one? Well, listen, Nick. Uh, Nick uh, posted a photo of Caratop on the internet where he looked just terrible today at Radio Row. Your lead, the real Caratop. Your lead. He bullied. He bullied. He bullied Caratop. We can start there. Did not bully Caratop. <laughs> I thought. I no. I thought. I literally. I thought he was like a vagrant that had wandered into Radio Row, which didn't make any sense. There's so much. Well, there's so much security. You have to like go through metal detector and then you have to scan your badge like twice just to get in there. So I thought like, you know, somebody should help this guy out. He's clearly lost. He wandered into Radio Row, but then I got closer and I realized, no, that's that's Carrot Top, who apparently is 97 years old right now. Um, so that's what, yeah. He's aging in dog years. It's He's not dating to- um, Nina Debro. There's no way that is true. There is, I don't know who that is. <laughs> there is no way there's a woman on this planet is. Is hitching their wagon to that donkey. Is she, is she like, <laughs> Is she like well put together? Yeah, she's really cute. Who is this? I'm doing a quick Google. Nina uh, Dobrev. Is that right? Wait a minute. You're what has she me- been in? She's, are, was are a we Love Googling? Card. There is no way. <laughs> oh, I guys, wait. <laughs> <laughs> she's dating Sean White. My bad. Oh, that okay. way different. So, like, Sean, Sean White, White is a put together human being. No, the classic they, like, Okay. They are like alternate, like Sean White and he's and bizarre. Carrot Top is bizarre. Like alternate <laughs> universes, you know. Why am I getting those two? Search who Carrot Top? Well, because they both have long red hair. I think that's oh. the only thing they have in common. Search who Carrot Top's dating. Let's find there out. There is no <laughs> way. <laughs> Carrot Top is dating anyone. <laughs> I like that these these Super Bowl episodes where Nick and I are in the same location and we've had some experiences where we're sitting next to each other. It, it it offers a different start to the podcast. There's lots of chief things we could talk about, but instead we are going down the uh, the carrot top rabbit hole, which I think the is... carrot top was he a snowboarder? No, Dude, just a comedian. No, he was a comedian who used props. He like had to be bring out this. Big... You definitely thought Sean White's name. So I'm his, guys, I'm normally better at this. Name. I'm Hold sorry. On. 
Sean White's nickname was like the flying carrot. No, the flying tomato. Or flying tomato. I was like, there's some other like vegetable fruit combination. So it's like, that's probably it. That's why you were okay. thinking. Well, tomato, tomatoes are fruits. Yeah. Yeah. I said vegetable or fruit. Common misconception. Right. Just, just so you know. Well, the carrot is a vegetable. Okay, the tomato is a fruit. You're did, trying to correct me. Okay, but did you know that the tomato? Yes, fruit? I knew that. Or are you just covering up? No, I knew it was a fruit. That's why. Why else would I say vegetable or fruit? I don't know. I think you thought that tomato. This I is think fine. I think we're good. Oh. I think we're good, Kayla. Any other highlights from um, Radio Row that we should know about? Any Brad Pitt sightings, Nick? Since you no, I, honestly, the, the sad thing is, I think the carrot top was the most famous person at Radio Row today. I don't know. It's kind of rampant. Wow. Up. I think tomorrow. Is everyone at Waste Management? What's going on? I think Wednesday is when like some more notable guests are going to be showing up. Okay. Like, that Monday sense. and Tuesday is sort of quiet. Yeah, it's quiet. Today, Tuesday was a little busier than than Monday was, but it's still not quite what I would consider to be a who's who. Yeah, I think Wednesday and Thursday are the big days. Monday's light, Friday's light. Yeah. Yeah. So we're expecting we'll get there. We'll answer get there. for you on Friday's pod. Okay. We'll be on the edge of our seats for that. I want to convince everybody because there is a TikTok booth right by where our table is set up. And so everybody can see it. It's massive. I want to walk around and convince everyone I'm a TikTok star and try and like book myself onto other shows. That feels like good content. You should try I that. I like it. I don't know anything about TikTok though. So, you know, when they um, go around and ask people if they've heard of a band performing at Coachella and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a big fan. And they're just like making it up because yeah, yeah. everyone at Coachella is just kind of a fake but all we need yeah. is one of the runners to let that just to pass out a fake one sheet to like five people he doesn't even have to take them to the table just a fake one sheet to be like hey tiktok star his name is nikki nux doesn't matter and it's just like <laughs> we just we just go straight into it and we try to you know convince him to get if we can book him on one show i think we're good here i think it's worth it i agree <laughs> Please videotape this. Oh, we will. Great content. We have two interns coming with us on Thursday. They happen to be major league baseball players, but they're interns and they're ready for the job. Wow. You guys are just turning out the content. Yeah. Doing what we can. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about the Super Bowl maybe? Yeah, Since let's do this it. is why if we're here. Want, we can. Sure. We you know? can. We okay. Can do that. Well, I was also going to say, I apologize for my appearance. I just got a massage before this and I didn't have time to fix my you hair. You look relaxed though. That's what's important. I haven't washed my hair since Saturday. But that's normal, right? I mean, how often do you wash your hair? Like once a week? Women, it's a lot different than men. Twice a week for me. Mm, twice a week, huh? How Depends if I go to yoga or work out. But I've clearly not done wash any of those Six times a week? Yeah, pretty consistent. You're not supposed it. to do that. My hair looks fine. You're, you're, they can dry it out, but guys can get away with that. No, because you're stripping your ah, hair ah, of the natural oils. No, it only depends on... That's right, thing. Nick. Oh they my are gosh. less... With men, they're less likely genetically to have oily hair. That's made up. And it depends. No, I, I, you know what? After you told me this, I looked it up just to prove you wrong. I did research. I oh. did research. Oh, so so from the time just... you brought this up, I would be prepared. Okay. So you, just... you might be underutilizing. So you've just been sitting on this information. Yeah, I was just waiting. And you're waiting. <laughs> okay. okay, Kayla. We are learning so much about each other we are. in these it's important. five minutes. All right, guys. First things first, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey are already considered Chiefs legends. Who else in this game can get to that status, do we think? Weirdly enough, there are, I think there are several options for this answer. Like, I kind of want to say, like, oh, it's it, it could be Frank Clark or it could be, you know, because there are some, like, big names that can still kind of cement themselves in this conversation. But I'm going to take kind of an odd answer to it because I feel like this would be, end up being a surprise for everyone. Orlando Brown Jr., 
Oh, no, that's not supposed to be the answer. But if he shows up in his biggest moment and plays well against this team, he can change everyone's perception of him in a single game. You'd be like, you know what? All those bad things I said about Orlando Brown Jr. I don't care anymore. Look at this guy. Hero who kept the Eagles defensive line away from beating up Patrick Mahomes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. minute. (laughs) What? You think that you think that if he has a good game, he would be considered a Chiefs legend? I think that this someone you were criticizing all year. Yeah. Like like, like two days ago. Oh, yeah. I I, look, I said, well, I said I didn't criticize. I said he just has to have his Chris Jones game. I think the Super Bowl. You don't necessarily have to do all the lead up to it. And he's played really well. And I think he changes his perception. Look, I he's not the top answer. I think the top answer is probably Frank Clark, who might already be a Chiefs legend based on the number, the 10 and a half sacks and 11 games and all of those things. And if he has one more sack in the Super Bowl and they win it and he has one more epic postgame press conference, Chris Jones is going to be the whole of Chiefs legends. I was trying to point out somebody who I thought had way more room for growth than you would think. And there's a couple of choices in there. I think there's some like odd answers to this question because Super Bowls form legends in unusual ways. I don't think I would have thought of Damian Williams being a Chiefs legend, but he had one of the best games in the Super Bowl. And I'm always going to think of Damian Williams helping them win that Super Bowl. I feel like Orlando Brown Jr. has, has a similar choice here. I don't think one game would take Orlando Brown Jr. from being a, nearly a okay. liability to <laughs> Okay, well, who you got? Are we talking just this game or when we look back? At no, their when we look back. I think when we look back. But you have to do more than one game. You have to have more than one good game. <laughs> Who's your answer? It's going to be a better one than the one Okay, you what's gave. your answer? Jalen Watson. Ooh, the rookie. Jalen Watson has okay. had the three biggest picks of the Chiefs season. He ended the game against the Chargers in week three with the pick six. That was his welcome to the NFL moment. He iced the game against Jacksonville. And then he had a huge momentum interception against Cincinnati last week. Two playoff games, two picks. If he gets a third pick on Sunday and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, if this seventh round rookie gets three interceptions in three games and the Chiefs win the soup. Are you kidding me? It almost won't matter what he does for the rest of his it career. Won't. Right. He's playing with house money the rest of his career. Seventh round pick. These guys aren't even supposed to make the roster. Not only did he make the roster, thrust into a starting role when Trent McDuffie went down, they liked what they saw so much that by the time McDuffie came back, they were comfortable trading Rashad Fenton, who we thought was going to be an, like a, the, the number two cornerback. Yeah. Coming into this season, they which felt- was concerning, by the way, we didn't love, of course, that. but now looking back on it, they saw what they had in Jalen Watson at that point. And look at what he's done in the postseason. Like we always talk about this. We always discuss players and say, Hey, you had a great regular season. What did you do in the playoffs? If Jalen Watson gets three picks in three games in a Super Bowl run, that's like Malcolm Butler territory. That yeah. is holy cow. This guy is a clutch football player. Even if you're right, even if he's never like a an elite cornerback the rest of his career, he'll always have this run. So I think with what he's already done in the first two games, that's an easy one for me. I like that. I'm going with the obvious answer here, and that is Chris Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say at this point. But you know, it's funny though, Kayla, is like I don't know that he's the answer until he at least gets one sack, you know? Like he's not gonna be the Chiefs legend. Frank Clark had until a sack in the Super Bowl. What do you mean? He already got a sack. No, I'm saying if he hadn't gotten the sack. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 
but but actually because my one chris jones is an interesting one because i thought about answering him is he already a chiefs legend he has three i think so i think he's on the season he's had but he's not quite He's not quite on the Mahomes and Kelsey tier, right? If no, we're no. tiering them, Reed, Kelsey, Mahomes, Chris Jones is probably in a category all by himself. Do you think Tony could make the list because of the midseason trade? Because of the injuries, he just shows up and has like eighty yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I it just I'm gonna him need to it. see more from him and to stay healthy. Yeah, no, because you know just, he wasn't involved in the Sammy AC, Watkins way, but... had had big plays in the Super Bowl to win. Yeah, he's, he's not a Chiefs legend. We don't consider Sammy Watkins a Chiefs legend. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with the Sammy Watkins era, but yeah, it's, he, to was me, good, yeah. Not there. he was a good player. He wasn't there like, long enough. Like, you know what's funny is like you mentioned Sammy Watkins. Dan Sorensen is more of a Chiefs legend. Guy stopping fake punts against Houston. He's Dirty making interceptions. Like it. Look, it doesn't have to be the best player. That's what's kind of important about it. It doesn't have to be like Jalen Watson doesn't have to be an all pro corner for the next five years. Yeah. He could be a dude who gets cut in four years because he's a seventh rounder. Rashad Fitt was a sixth rounder. He got plenty of snaps, then eventually got cut because they found somebody better. If Jalen Watson, as he points out, has three picks, then it won't matter. Won't care what he did. He will still be that guy. He'll still have like that reputation. You know what though? More than Tony, before I get to Tony, I would say uh, MVS. Yeah, because he just had the big ace game against Cincinnati. Came up big against Cincinnati when you needed him. First year, that helps. You were you were saddled with injuries. So you needed him to make some big plays. And he made a couple really big plays. If he had another big game, if he if he goes for six catches for 88 yards and a touchdown, I would entertain that conversation after that. I have another one. Okay. Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Once we see how long he's here. Yeah, but he it, does. You know what's weird? But like, I feel like he's on his way to that. They're going to have to give him 20 carries, though. <laughs> Just never going to do that. They're never going to give yeah. Pacheco 20 carries. Because mm-hmm. we had 20 carries for 120 totally. But it's like, are they going to do that? They're really going to give, you know, they're really going to give Pacheco 20 carries? I don't know. I have a hard time buying yeah. into that. Throughout his entire career as a chief? Yeah, maybe, but I just don't think it's online this game. Yeah, I don't think. Oh no, no. I mean, like after all is said and done. Yeah, he's still got a chance. Running back, win a couple of Super Bowls and have a couple of good games, and yeah, you'll get thrust into this conversation too. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay. Any others we want to throw out or no? I think that's all I got. That's good. I mean, there's probably some other ones, but that's the important. (laughs) Okay. All right, guys. Harrison Bucker. (laughs) I mean, maybe. I guess if he makes some big kicks, but. I just. 
have to mention him every podcast. Okay. We need to look again at how the Chiefs got here. We have mentioned Beach a lot, um, but does a new article from SI mean we need to mention Brant Tillis more? I, I found this I found this really fascinating. Maybe I'm just all on my own. But it's like, I'm always curious, like, hey, how did you make this happen? You weren't supposed to be here this year. We had Clark Hunt on our show on Tuesday. And he was like, you know, this was supposed to be, like, even he's admitting, like, eh, it's supposed to be like step back, right? We all like, Tyreek's gone. We all kind of know, right? Or Steve Palazzo. It's like, we all, we all kind of know that this was supposed to be the like, let's figure this out. How do we do this? But this article from SI, their Monday morning quarter, quarterback article, Brant Tillis, who is like the big money guy for the, if you don't know him, and there's plenty of people who don't, he's like the big money guy for the Chiefs. He's like under Brett Veach, he's the salary cap guru guy. And in this article, it's saying that Brant Tillis, like 10 days after, like it's been like two months. They got Patrick Mahomes. He's not even starting. Alex Smith is still the quarterback. And he's like, hey, guys, we better start figuring out how we're going to pay Patrick Mahomes. You're like, what? It's like, yeah, I mean, you know, we drafted the guy 10th overall. And if he's going to be good, we need to start thinking right now. He's a rookie and not even playing. We need to start right now figuring out how we're going to pay for him because that's going to matter for the rest of this. And as much as it seems like doesn't every organization think that way, look at the Ravens. They don't. People take their time. They drag their feet. They think they got, you know, like they didn't have it. But like I go back through there and that Mahomes deal, even though he makes a lot of money this year, is exactly why they're in this position. The flexibility that thing offers them for seven, you know, like he's done a contract for another decade. The flexibility that thing offers them is what allows them to just make these little micro moves that maybe we don't think are a big deal in the beginning, but like getting Carlos Dunlap and then like those things all add up to Super Bowl. Yeah, it's weird because I think a lot of times if you have the franchise quarterback paying him is the easiest part because you know, you have to do it. It's the other things that are difficult. It's the, not just going after the, the, the bargain, the bargain yeah. shopping, right? Like Carlos Dunlap, MVS guys like that, but also, but nailing it, you have to nail it. You can't just bring those guys in and then miss on them. You can't afford to miss on these dudes because you don't have money to go out and get a big name wide receiver or a big name pass rusher. So that part feels easy yet. The chiefs, I think we're so forward thinking in how they were going to get that deal done when you can't anticipate it, when you understand that we don't have to pay him right now, but we're going to have to pay him in two to three years. It impacts every decision you make as opposed to getting to the the point where you do have to pay a guy. And now you are hamstrung because you weren't prepared for it. Like look at right now, look at what the Bengals are going to about to like enter into with not just Joe Burrow, but you got to pay T Higgins this year. And you know, you're going to have to pay Burrow, make him one of the top five paid quarterbacks in the NFL. And then Jamar Chase is going to want a new contract. And guess what? He's going to want to be paid like a top five wide receiver. There's already reports in the athletic that T Higgins might not get paid. They might just trade him. But that's kind of the point is that if you are operating, if, if you, if you were constantly operating under the assumption of, Hey, we can deal with that later. Like why, right. We have a window. Now we'll deal with all the other stuff later. You eventually backload it to the point where you, you run into issues and the chiefs kudos to them. Haven't done that. Now, if they would have traded Tyreek Hill this off season, and let's just imagine they don't hit on any of the draft picks, we would be having a completely different conversation, right? You have to get the other stuff right too. So that's a big part of this conversation as well. But the fact that the chiefs, and they've been open about it. They knew very early on they were going to have to pay him has made life so much easier down the road because they were always thinking two steps ahead. Anytime you be like, go back and hear all those stories, you're like, oh, they knew. They knew, knew. Which kind of makes it crazy that they never, like when they went to that midseason lull, that final year of Alex Smith, 
And they were like losing games. They lost to the Jets and the Giants in back-to-back games who were bad teams, man. They were bad teams. And, and Alex Smith was in like his best year, but it was like they were bad teams. You're like, like Clark, again, Clark told us today, it's like uh, Brett Veach was like sending him like highlight texts. Like, look at this guy, man. Don't look past. Woo. You know, fire emojis, whatever. Doesn't matter. I can't imagine anyone's ever sent Clark on a fire emoji, but I like to think. <laughs> Why? That <that's> a- <laughs> Dude, come on. I'm no sure way. a lot of people have. You I would if I had his number. Clark Hunt, uh, you think Clark? I don't think Clark Hunt's ever received an emoji. As a matter of fact, I don't think he's ever received. You think an emoji. Clark Hunt is above emojis? Yes, I you do. You don't think like his wife or his daughter's ever sent him like a heart okay. emoji? One thousand percent. Okay, fine. Maybe his daughter, but I don't think it was Brett Feach. But when you go back through, it's like they always knew from like the beginning because the joke was in that training camp in that final year of Alex Smith, and not joke. Matt Nagy's openly said him and Doug Peterson they'd go up the hill. So like they get done with training camp and they would like, they'd like geek out to Patrick Mahomes tape in training camp before he was the starter. It's like, it's that to me always speaks to this. So maybe it's like good preparation, but man, I mean, this still, like, I guess this would be the conversation. Like if you ranked out the most impressive runs of the three Super Bowl runs, the three times they got to the Super Bowl, which one was the hardest, which one impressed you the most to get there? It's this one. It's this one. It's absolutely this one, isn't it? Because you got to the point where now you have four years of teams trying to stop you. You've got three years of teams literally building to try and beat you. And you no longer have the financial flexibility that you had for the first three years. So there's a lot working against you now that wasn't necessarily the case back in 2019. Good point. More power to all the guys handling the money and contracts because that is something... I we did, did address understand. your lack of accounting skills. So, yeah, we did. Wait, what? I said we did address your lack of math and accounting skills. Oh, yes. On a previous episode. This mm-hmm. is true. I'm going to financially ruin Odyssey on this trip, I think. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not even worried about what I'm spending any money on, Nick. <laughs> uh, speak for yourself. You know, I've been, I've been, uh, Are they I've, listening to this? Yeah, I've been. <laughs> eh. I've been trying to cut corners wherever I can just to try and save the company. Nick's been actually jogging to the convention center <laughs> Real company rather guy. than taking you know, the car. Whatever I can do. Whatever I can do to help out the company. That's why we're a great, perfect king yang. A great, great company that takes great care of me. And I, and I like to, you know, reciprocate that. <laughs> Did you guys by any chance ask Clark if he has any extra tickets laying around for Nick and myself? You know, we I didn't. did forget to do that. Um, could you imagine the boldness of being like, can I get two? But he did say <laughs> he did say that he uh, his superstition is that uh, he and his wife kiss before every game. That's sweet. Do you want to kiss before the game? Me and you? <laughs> yeah, me and you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'll tell you what, if they win the Super Bowl, we can kiss after the game. Okay. Nick, are you going now? No, good point. <laughs> you can kiss. Uh, you can kiss Alex. What now? You're putting it on somebody else? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Find somebody. <laughs> okay. We're going to move on. Before we do, I have to make a quick correction. When we were talking about Chiefs Legends, last episode, I said Tony Gonzalez was in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. He's not. Not that anyone cares, but I just wanted to correct it for myself. I don't even catch that, to be honest with you. I didn't either. I didn't, I didn't fact Allen. check everyone you said was in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. I myself hope rattling to off names. As, a, as a duo. I won't be in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. I'm from Kansas. Oh, tough. Oh. From Kansas, went to Kansas, still live in Kansas, still work in Kansas. So I Do really they have, have a Hall of Fame? A sports Hall of Fame? The Kansas Sports Hall of Fame? Is that a thing? 
Probably. Of course. There. What do you mean? Yeah. You think you think you're the only state with us? <laughs> we on, just have so many athletes and stuff. I don't know. Well, we've got plenty as well. He's just okay. jealous that you're a Hall of Famer and he's not. You know, we have. You know, we have. We have Paul Rudd and Rob Riggle. Are they up from the Kansas side or Missouri side? Brad Pitt. Yeah, they're from the. Oh, Brad Pitt. We trump everything with Pitt. I'm oh, sorry. Bradley. Brad Pitt hardly claims Kansas City or Missouri, so you don't really have. He's it. from Springfield. But he doesn't claim it. I don't hurt him ever denying. He does. No, he's an LA guy. He's Hollywood. He went Hollywood on you guys. He doesn't come back for games. His whole family still is here. I met I've his never brother. Seen him stands at a Missouri State basketball game. Who the hell? That's because he went to Mizzou. A Missouri State basketball game. M I Z. hometown team. What'd you say? He went to Mizzou. Did he graduate? No, he left like two credits early. College job. Typical Missourian. Typical Missourian. Is it Missourian? Missourian. Missourian. Dropout. Deadbeat. Think about I guess where acting he... worked out for him. Yeah, about think that. about how think about how far he would have made it had he you know stuck around in school, got that degree. I can at least say we went to the same college. We had a few more Oscars by now. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Like 10, 12 more. Yeah. All right, guys. <gasps> Quarter in the jar. How many people <laughs> in this, is this the last game for in Kansas City? The enemy, Clark, Sneed, et cetera. We've currently got 24 players who are under contract uh, for next year. Okay. That's it. So, so, God, off the top, I think it's the last game for Frank Clark. Although I've really grown on the idea of I just kind of want Frank Clark to come back on a one-year deal. Or, or a reworked two-year deal. He's owed way too much money. He's owed like $30 million next year. You cannot pay Frank Clark that. Um, but he's a $9 million dead cap hit. Maybe he'll, you know, maybe he'll work some stuff again, right? Maybe there's a little more flexibility. So I think it's the last day for Clark. I think it's the last game for Eric Bieniemy. I'm really convinced really? there are like, there are like 800 offensive coordinator jobs open. I really you think he would like, take another OC job versus a head coaching job? I wouldn't have thought that a couple of years ago, Kayla. But I, you know, I start leaning more and more towards that. I really think they're going to get something done with Snead. I think this is the last game for Clyde Edwards Alaire. I think this is the last game for Juan Thornhill. Honestly, I think the list is kind of long. I mean, I, don't we feel like that this is like there are going to be 10 or 15 players that we won't hear from anymore after this Super Bowl? I think Thornhill's gone. Uh, I think it's probably, I think McKinnon is probably gone. He's Whoa. a running back. He was a running back. And I know yeah. a lot of, I know a lot of Chiefs fans want to see, want to see him come back on another deal. Listen, he's on the wrong side of 30. He has been great the last, you know, the the second half of last year and the, the end of this season. And he fills a valuable role, but He's playing. I almost feel like he's playing himself out of Kansas City. Again, he's a running back, so maybe nobody else is going to want to sign. Going to be three million dollars. No one's ever going to give him like two years or three years. Maybe, maybe. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see Frank Clark back in Kansas City. I think that's the one guy. I think Thornhill's probably gone. I think the enemy's probably gone. I think, uh, like I said, McKinnon is probably gone. I think Juju is gone. Oh, there you go. That's another one. Yeah. <gasps> no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about Juju yet. I'm still oh, thinking I'm, he I'm, might be back. I'm sure. He I'm loves sure. Kansas City. I'm actually, if you were, okay, let's do it like this. Instead of just going through all the players, who do you, of all the guys, who are you most certain this is their last game in Kansas City? Juan Thornhill. They drafted Brian Cook. He's been fine, but like they're not going to pick up another deal for him. Somebody else is going to pay him like three for $30 million or, or or two for 24, whatever, I don't know, two for 18, he, and he's going to go. I just don't think that time – I feel like they drafted Brian Cook specifically with the idea in mind that Juan Thornhill was no longer going to be a chief. I think it's Juju. Okay. 
I think we have undervalued his market. Not we as in the three of us, but everybody in an egregious way. Do you think he's getting 20 million a year? Christian Kirk got 20 million a year and Juju is every bit as productive as Christian Kirk was in Arizona. In some cases. Do you think he would take less to stay in Kansas City? He took less to stay in Pittsburgh. So, yes. Okay, but how many times do guys do that? No, but he did it. Okay, but like he to did. say to say like how many times does any player do that? That, is one not, thing. that does not but mean Juju they're going to do, do it. it. But that doesn't mean that they're going to do it for the, their whole career. Yeah, that is not him taking a hardline stance saying I'm always willing to take less money. He did it, and I would imagine both he and his agent are saying, "No, we already did that. We took a few discounts. Now is when we go and get our money." And it happens all the time. Aaron Rodgers just did that in Green Bay. Just did it. And he said it. Tom Brady did it in Tampa Bay too, or uh, in New England. When they said, no, we took discounts last time around. This time, taking no discount. LeBron James, all the time. Took a discount in Miami. Then what happened? Went to Cleveland and said, you know what? Yeah, I took a discount so we could do a little super team thing. Now I want every single dollar I can get. And I think at some point, Juju, if this is going to be the first big contract extension of his career, which it will be, that's the one you take all the money you can get on. Especially, Especially when you're if he walks away with a Super Bowl. Race. Easy. It's so easy to take an, uh, a discount on a one-year deal. Get a three-year deal, you're going to take a discount. Especially in this market where you are the number one wide receiver free agent, and it's not even close. Not even close. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets 20 mil per. So the Chiefs are probably sitting there thinking like, yeah, we'd love to pay you 13, 14, 15 million. He's like, yeah, I want 22. Okay, well... You know, have fun in New York next year. Yeah. Good luck being a Jet. Yeah. So I think, I just think he's going to price himself out of Kansas City. And honestly, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I'm with you. Like, I think if the price is right, we can say this about everybody, right? I was just giving our uh, Alex a hard time about this yesterday. It's like, we can say this about every player. Like, yeah, if the price is right. Well, of course, that's always, <laughs> that's how yeah. we're always going to talk about him. But specifically for Juju, I just don't see him taking that discount. And I think we're maybe undervaluing what the market's going to be for him. Sorry, I'm going to say he stays in KC. I think he loves playing here. Who are you sure Kayla's going to be gone? Okay. Well, here's my question with the enemy. If he's not getting a head coaching job, what is the appeal of being an offensive coordinator for any other team than the one he's already on? Which yeah, is the best offense. Um, like, I don't understand what moving to another team is going to do to challenge him because. Yeah. Why would you want to go to another offense OC role when you're currently, you have the best one in the league right now? Growth. Same reason vice presidents of big companies leave to go be vice presidents at different companies. I know it sounds silly. There's no real, like, Kayla, this is the best offense he's going to be a part of. But if he still has any hope of being a head coach, and clearly he does because he's interviewed with 16 NFL teams. At this point, even though it's not fair, his best, best chance to get a head coaching job is to leave. It just is. And his best chance is to go leave and make Lamar Jackson an MVP again or leave and make whoever the hell the Jets quarterback next year look good again. That's his better chance, his better path to doing it. And OCs don't stick around this long. Yeah. He is the third longest tenured offensive quarter coordinator in the NFL. The other two are the head coaches of the teams that they play for. It's it's like McVay and in Belichick, it's like, oh, I'm also the OC. So it's like, it doesn't even, and I don't remember those are the exact names, but he is the third longest tenured one. And so it's, they just don't stick around that long. Def- coordinators change. 
Coaches change, they move on. And I think at some point what's going to happen here is what happened with Andy Reid in Philadelphia, if you're looking for like the Super Bowl connection. It's not like that it couldn't work. It's not like they couldn't just keep trying to like make this thing is. But at some point you can feel the, I think we need to try different things away from each other. And I think that's what happened with Andy Reid in Philadelphia. And I felt like Kansas City and Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid had that conversation last year. They had a long conversation. That was the report that him and Andy met about whether or not being in Kansas City was still the best right thing for him. They settled on last year. Sure, it is. But this year, you know, with uh, Nagy just sitting on the sideline, I I, I just feel like it's going to yeah. get a different outcome. Cliff looking for a quarterback role. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go Bieniemy. That's my answer. Okay. Okay. Guys, do you think MVS could do it twice in a row if he needed to in terms of having a huge game like he did in the AFC Championship game? Um, So history would tell us no, that that's, <laughs> that, that that's not who he is. He's boom or bust. He either has one catch for eight yards or seven catches for 120 and a touchdown, which is pretty much what he had against uh, – well, pretty much what he had against uh, Cincinnati. Um, but I actually think the answer is yes, and here's why. Him and Travis Kelsey are a very – good combination and what happens here is when they get down to just the two of them and i don't know like i'm worried about it because like what a juju can't play what a tony can't play even though he told he, he said on monday i'm playing in the super bowl but if they're shorthanded they play off of you really they play off each other really well because you have to decide between covering mvs deep or covering travis kelsey in the middle and what happens a lot of times is people choose kelsey because well you know he's a hall of famer so no big deal and that's why I think MVS is still capable because when he's one-on-one, -on -one, that's when he's actually successful or at his best. <laughs> I think, you know, it's a funny answer by Cody. It's just <laughs> the way you said it. Um, no, we got some distraction. You know, we're playing through it. Uh, we're playing through it. We're, we're in a house with other people, Kayla. There's are people you guys missing a party right now? No, Pete Sweeney of, of Arrowhead Pride fame is pretty much just Pete, flexing in the background of this yeah. video. We're friends on it. Facebook or Facebook <laughs> social media. I've never met him though. You want to meet him? Tell him hey, I said hi. Pete, will you come meet just for one one second of this podcast? Will you come Pete meet in? Wow. First media. guest. Hey, first guest. First guest on the show. First guest on the show. I'm sorry, I don't look presentable. No, you're just talking to this microphone. This does not. No, no, no yeah. Talking to that mic, please. <laughs> Talk right to the mic. Hey, everybody. What's hi, up? Hi, Pete. Hi. Nice to oh, meet your you. Hair, your hair's up today. I usually is usually down. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I got a massage. Oh, great I have stuff. oil in my hair. Yeah, that's our Chiefs insider, guys. Oh, wow, that's all we get. Okay, yeah, that's a big. Nice that's a big time guest we got. His, his time is really valuable, and we don't have we don't have the money to <laughs> pay for any more than fifty. Pete Sweeney has fifty thousand Twitter followers, so that's a pretty Whoa, big. Wow, big. That's a lot more than me. That might be more than all three of us combined. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I think no. it is. Okay, we don't really need to get into accounting game here. Who's <laughs> <laughs> um, a part of it? Yeah, the MVS experience. We you, you hear Packers fans joking about it after he signed with the Chiefs this offseason, it's like, well, you know, he'll have some games where he makes a circus catch and you go, wow, this guy's incredible. And then he'll have a two-game stretch where he drops three passes and you're cursing his name and you don't want him to ever see the field again. And there have been times where you've seen that with the Chiefs where there have been games where you go, I don't even, did he even play today? Like, I didn't, I didn't see him out there at all. And then that game he had on Saturday, that was best game of his career. I think Mitch Holtis, the play-by-play -play voice for the Chiefs, he said... That guy may have just rewritten like his career story with that game. If the Chiefs end up winning a Super Bowl, that's the new defining moment of his career. Can he do it again? He's never going to be the first guy an opposing defense is going to account for. He's probably not going to be the second guy an opposing defense is going to account for. Because what MBS, he's a speedster, but 
he's straight line speed, right? And he's not quite Deshaun Jackson where he's just going to absolutely torch your cornerbacks. And the Chiefs haven't been throwing the ball deep. Like We've seen it's more yards after catch when you talk about the big explosive plays in the passing game. And he had one of those the other night. But I think for him, it's just going to be the consistency. Can you have another game where you're getting the ball thrown to you seven or eight times? Because we just haven't seen that much this year. I don't think you need him to go for what was it, 116 and a touchdown. If he can give you five receptions for 65 yards, I would take that all day. If you told me that's what he's getting in the Super Bowl, yeah. I'd feel really good about that. Sign me up. Yeah, for sure. Fellas, are we ready for a vibe check? Oh, man, a Super Bowl vibe check? A Super Bowl vibe check. Okay. Who wants to go first? Wait, this is a lot of pressure. I'm not as prepared as I normally am for this, actually. I'm ready. Oh, Nick, I'm ready. Nick's ready. I don't think I'll ever top Taylor, but Nick, take it away. Uh, okay, my vibe for this week is Daryl Hall and John Oates. Hall and Oates? Yeah, that's Ooh. right. Uh, yeah, that's what they're commonly referred to, stage name, Hall and Oates. Uh, <laughs> you know, so many, so many great songs. Do you have a favorite Hall and Oates song? Maneater, probably. Maneater is really good. Um, uh, you case, make my dreams come true? You uh, been on the list? Uh, uh, wow. Oh, I didn't realize that. Cases on my lips. You know, these are all great. But the best one, Cody, we're going to cut that out. Cut that. And uh, uh, the best song, though, by them is You Make My Dreams Come True. And this week in Phoenix, dreams are coming true, guys. And that's a great thing because, you know, so many people, so many Chiefs fans, so many Chiefs players and coaches, they have dreams of winning the Lombardi Trophy. That's great, right? That's the okay. vibe. But, but more importantly than that, my dream, my personal dream came true this week because I am happy to announce I am now best friends with Jody Horton. Shut your face. Right. He didn't Shut know your you face. Are. Oh, really? We shot a video and I said, do you know when Nick says, Jody Fortson? And he said, no, nah, I never heard. Oh, he didn't know what didn't know who I was. Guess what, bitch? He knows who I am now <laughs> because he took to Twitter and said, Nick, let's be friends. Wow. Whoa. Because see, I, I also saw a video that Cody's referring to that said he'd never heard of you. And I said, wow, yeah, that's so embarrassing dude. for Nick since he talks about him all the time. Kayla, you didn't see this? So I haven't seen he, the best friends thing. No, no, So he quote tweeted that video unprompted. Nobody tagged him. He <gasps> quote tweeted it and said, Nick, I'm sorry. Let's be friends. Wow. I'm so happy for you. Dreams are coming true in Arizona, <laughs> folks. I don't know what to tell you. This is a big that moment. That would be like if Tara Lipinski asked me if I wanted to be her best friend. Are you going to wait until after the Super Bowl to try to become his best friend? Or are you thinking you want to start yeah, that yeah, friendship? No, he's got, no, he's got too much to worry about this week. You know, he's got too much on his plate. I'm not going to bother him this week, but, uh, you know, after they win the Super Bowl at the parade, you know, maybe I'll toss him a beer and he'll point to me and be like, Hey, you, Nick, yeah, you, yeah, you. And I'll say, Bestie. congrats. I'm like, I love you, man. And he'll say, I love you, man. And let's catch up after this. And we will, wow. we'll go to the peanut. I'll get some wings. He'll probably have a BLT cause he's an athlete. He's eating light. And uh, then we'll just keep in touch. You can get the half sandwich and the wings. You can do both. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know what we'll do. I just know we'll get together because we're friends now. And that's what friends do. They get together. And they they get do I get any Do I get any credit on the assist? I did post that video. I did stand Which, there. Yes, post the video, post the video in, a, in an attempt to mock me. So, you know, I'm not giving you any credit. I, Me and Jody are best friends now in spite of your best efforts. <laughs> Ah, yeah. I'm so happy for you. Wow. Super Bowl week really coming through for you. Yeah, it came full circle, didn't it? Yeah, you guys thought I was down and out, and then boom. Big moment. Big moment. <laughs> Still working uh, on that. Did you ask Jody for a ticket? Maybe you got BFF will get you one. I haven't asked anybody for a ticket. 
Well, actually, that's not true. I've asked several people for a ticket. And <laughs> it turns out nobody's coming through. Weird. Might yeah. be Super Bowl tickets are hard to come by. Who knew? Uh, my vibe is Steve Nash. Now, you might think, oh, we're in Phoenix, so I thought we should tie it into that, obviously, right? Canadian, went to Santa Clara. Scrappy player. The Phoenix Sun. But he you know did. what's most important? You know what his most important job was? He's a point guard, which means he's a floor general. Mm. That's what Mahomes is going to have to be on Sunday. Why didn't you just do Chris Paul? He's the current floor general. I, I wanted to do, because screw Chris Paul. I wanted to do Steve Nash. What the hell did Chris Paul do to you? He's played for lots of teams. Steve Nash is known as his son. What do you want me to do, Dan Thunder Marley? But Steve Nash also played for the Mavericks and the Lakers, and he coached the Nets. So, I, I okay, but yeah, actually, Dan Marley, Dan Marley, Dan Marley. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what I should have done instead? We, oh, Charles God. Barkley. Uh, but it's a, I need a floor general. I need a point guard right, to make my. Oh yeah, yeah. My yeah, point. Sorry. I need. I need a floor general. Patrick Mahomes did that beautifully in the last game, and when we're talking about the injuries at that position. We got to talk. About, come on, Pete. Dude, are you kidding? I'm trying to make a point. Could you be louder with that chair? That's fine. We're going to include that in the podcast. I couldn't hear it. Important. If... The Pete starts making noise. But it's important to me that like he plays that kind of role. I still think that he'll, for the most part, be pretty close to or near his maximum <laughs> of efficiency in the background. But still, when you think about him, he's going to be – he spent his entire year being better at throwing the ball all over the field, throwing it to 100 different players, assisting everyone in the entire game. And that's what his season became. He became Steve Nash this year. Before he was just jacking up threes, right? He was a one. Not nah, come on, you know what I mean. He was just like he had. What he was Nick he was Young before? Nick Young. We need other sons. No, guys, okay, listen. Patrick Mahomes has already. We've already heard the NBA comparison, and it's Steph Curry. Why don't we call Pat Swaggy P? Because there's already one of those. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. And that other swaggy piece. We were just destroying your vibes. <laughs> okay, bye bye. Sorry, we continue your vibe check, Cody. Didn't have it. <laughs> Caleb, what's yours, I guess? <laughs> were you done? The floor is yours. Uh, you know what? No, floor uh, general, now. Steve Nash, Patrick Mahomes, Dink and Dunk. You get it. It's fine. This is the first time you've veered off from entertainment and music, so. I did books once. <laughs> More books. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well, my vibe check um isn't super locked up but it the first part is the chiefs are going to win the super bowl that was my vibe check back in october i think and i'm just doing mm-hmm. a repeat it's gonna happen vibe check very confident mm-hmm. what i said i like a repeat vibe check okay. from october my other vibe check isn't much of a vibe check it's just more of like a general um thought psa make the super bowl fan friendly and i am saying this based on how i feel right now <laughs> As in, like, make it affordable for a normal person? The fans who support this team season after season, through the good, the bad, the ugly, deserve to watch their team play in the Super Bowl. I'm including myself and Nick in this. Cody, you already have a ticket, so this doesn't apply yeah, to you. Yeah, sorry. It's a credential. I got to work. I'm working, okay? You know? You can I know it's a moneymaker. I know it's a corporate thing. But I think it's absolutely ridiculous that the cheapest ticket I can find right now is $2,000 to watch a team that I talk about three times a week play in a game. It's asinine in the ter- words of Ken Canaram. Yeah, I would I just agree. like... I agree. I it think, needs to be fan friendly. It needs to be yeah. affordable for the actual fans. And I think as a show and as in an act of solidarity, we should not, if, if we can't all go, then none of us should go. And- <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I got to pass mine up too. Well, Pete was on the show, so you got to tell him not to go too. No, only Nick, the people, the by today. the way, Nick, the people I'm asking, I'm, if I can get more than one, it's yours, pal. 
Wow. Let's go. Let's what go. about you? If you can get more than one, it's a chaos. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Does, is that reciprocated? Oh, yeah. no, yes. We're a team. We're a team. We're a team. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, and do you know what also really grinds my gears is when people who aren't even fans of the Chiefs, who I know, are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Super Bowl. I'm like, you don't even care about this team. Oh my gosh. It drives me crazy. I'm actually getting really fired up just talking about it, but that's what I've been dealing with this week. And I'm just, I've had it. I've had the it fans well. deserve to watch their team play. Let's sneak in. Discussion. Let's just sneak in. <laughs> Let's get I'm arrested. Just, How about that? Relaxed. Yeah. I'll put you under Let's like a band big... from the Super Bowl forever. That'd be fun. Oh yeah. We can actually I'll be on your shoulders. Oh dude, put us in. Yeah. Act like we're like your radio equipment. We'll just put us in a suitcase and just go through the x-ray machine. Be fine. You like this. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> falling out of the socket. Perfect. I mean, I'm still working on it, but yeah, we're still. I'm working on it too. Team Morale is down at the moment. I'm not feeling super confident. I'll be down, there, but not out. We'll see. Down, down but down, exactly. Still, out. Yeah. still hope. Yeah. All right, Nick. Did you want to add anything about your Jody Fordson story? I think I think uh, the, the story speaks for itself. They're now best friends. Thanks I was going to give you a hard time about it, but then you threw it in your vibe check. So then, then we couldn't. Hell yeah! And I didn't. I didn't know the other part. That's very exciting. I'm happy for you that that happened. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, any um, what's coming up at Radio Row? Wait, uh, do we have? I guess you really don't know because you just grab people who are there, and you never know really know who's there until day of. Okay, well, we'll just um be looking out for that then. We're gonna actively work on the next couple of days getting Nick booked as a TikTok star. That's really what's coming up on Radio Row. Can we get Nick one interview with one radio station as a TikTok star? I need to learn how to like do the nay nay or something like so I can. You could just you could be like be like a food guy. People don't know. Is that still in? He I could, don't know. The whipping the whipping nene. Why would he go that way? He could be just like that famous food review guy from like Las Vegas, but like the Phoenix version. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's good. Makeup? Yeah, make anything up. People will just be like, oh, okay. That's true. Also, I heard that there are like TikTok stars that are gonna be there at the Super Bowl. And again, I'm like, you don't even care. Exactly. You don't know who yeah. they are. Uh-huh. No one will know that Nick's not a TikTok star. It'll be perfect. Yeah. I can't, like can't wait for this content. Well, guys, enjoy Radio Row. We will be back with you all on Friday for our last Red Friday episode. Tough. Wow. The season really flew. Time flies <laughs> when you're having fun. <laughs> that is Nick Schwartz. He is Cody Tapp. I'm Kayla Canaram. This is It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. And we will be back with you all on Friday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 